Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another edition of our multiverse. Counting down to episode 50, we're pretty close. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Almost, almost in. Been doing this for one year. Yeah, we're getting close to that too. That's going to be great. Yeah, we're enjoying ourselves and our few fans are enjoying it too. Mm-hmm. That's great. We're here for your listening pleasure. And we're all right. Per usual. I'm I'm the dad, Damon. Son, Jalen. And yeah, <laughs> we be talking stuffs. So what we, we talk do. about today? I mean, we got, we got a good amount to discuss. Mainly, you know, later on, dive into the MCU. You know, not only the latest Loki episode, but Black Widow officially dropped, so we got to check that out. There's gonna be spoilers, spoilers. Yes, we'll, we'll do the spoiler warning now, so later we could just get straight into the talk. <laughs> uh, NBA Finals going on, of course. Some very interesting stuff regarding pro wrestling this week. Agreed, agreed. But you know, here in the intro, we'll talk a little football, since there's not just throw it in there. much going on, but... You were just telling me that something was happening, so... And then you told me something was happening. What? Yeah. Is that how conversations work? It does. People, You guys should try it sometime. Let's continue those conversations now. So, I believe it was earlier this week. Or did it happen last week? Yeah, with Frank Clark? Because I think we talked about him getting, you know, arrested for the, having the Uzi. Yeah. So, Frank Clark pulled over, arrested, like last week, somewhere around there, and... Now, apparently with the charge, looks like he could be facing up to three years in prison because of that. That would be crazy if he had to do that kind of like, you know, Plaxico did. Not like, I mean, I don't know his whole history. I don't know, like maybe he's not supposed to be carrying a gun with whatever, you know. I I don't remember if he ever got charged for anything before, you know, before when the Seahawks had drafted him and he had the issues before. So... But then again, like, or is it the city that he was in and their laws? Like, you just can't. Because that's that was Plastico's thing. In New York, you could not carry a gun. Mm-hmm. And he had one, and it was like, they don't care. You're going to jail. And so I was like, dang. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, he shot himself. Isn't that embarrassing enough? Yeah. You know? Like, nope. They're like, you're going to jail. So, you know, we'll see what happens with, with this. It would be crazy if he actually sees time. Because my initial reaction is... He's not going to jail. Probably not. But I thought the same thing with Plaxico, so... Who knows? Yep. That would be a... Would it be a hit so big that it would really affect Kansas City that much? I mean... The whole team? Maybe not as much, but I mean... I mean, yeah, it hurts the defense, but... The, the D-line would take a big hit. But you have plenty of time, and there's, there's still people out there available that you could sign... To hopefully offset it, you know that. Yeah, if if it happens quickly, I mean, who knows with the way <laughs> with the way it works, it could be all the way through the end of this season before he goes to jail. So or, they'll keep you know. uh, postponing it. Yeah, exactly. Or the what the hearing or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy though. It's like I said, you know, it, why does he have an Uzi? Like, you can't just. You, you want protection, you can't just have a gun. <laughs> you know, a regular. Why you got a Uzi in? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, hopefully whatever is... I just hope everything works out 
the way that's beneficial for everybody because yeah I mean I could say mean things about him I could say mean things about the system I could say but what's the point yeah <laughs> I got no rank for this so. but then the one well, that I said the other up, one you yeah the you one I brought up it. to you was and I only saw this headline so I don't know the details at all but Bartavius Mingo got arrested for I'm gonna look while you're talking uh, actually. sexual misconduct with a child and I'm like, what? You know, who's he? He's on the Browns right now, correct? Um, Falcons. Falcons. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's right. He went to the Browns after Seattle, right? Or no, before Seattle. So anyways, he was on the Hawks a yeah. few years ago. But, you know, now he's in Atlanta. And I don't know the details. I don't know the age of this child. Like, but no matter what, it's uh, it says This says younger than 17 years of age. Yeah, I mean, what the? What? 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 Like you? I mean, I really do hope that this is not true, because you never want anybody to do something that disgusting. Yes, that is you know? awful. And uh, but if he did it, then oh man, just lock him up. According to Tarrant County Records, Mingo was released on twenty-five thousand dollar bond Friday. Yeah, but if he's truly guilty of this, then no, just you. you I hope you get way more than the three years that Frank Clark's looking at. Apparently, this person's saying, uh, his attorney, is that these are allegations from over two years ago. And then, you know, of course, they're saying it's, you know, not true. Yeah, but I mean, who knows how long the investigation takes or what they're looking at or, you know, I, I don't know. Look, I said if he's guilty. I'm not saying that he is. All I know is when you see that, anything with a child, I'm like... Nope, you, but I, you know, I'm not immediately saying he's guilty, throw away the key. Like some people do that. They immediately yeah, yeah, are yeah, like, yeah. what? Get that piece of, you know, crap scum out of here. You know, it's like, okay, well, you know, if it's true, then yes, get him out of here. Like I don't, I don't think everybody, yes, people get second chances in life, but sometimes when it comes to like sports and things like that, when you do something so bad, I don't necessarily think you should get a second chance in sports. Mm-hmm. You know, you maybe, yeah, in life, your life goes on and you could get forgiveness for all those things, but maybe you shouldn't be able to make millions of dollars being a high profile athlete and, you know, and getting commercials and things like that. You know? yeah. Not that, not that Mingo is a high profile star. I'm, I'm just saying, like, there needs to be... Shots! If you do something really bad, I just find it... uh, I don't know. I guess now that I'm saying it out loud and thinking about it, like, well, some people have done... People in the Bible did things really bad, but then they found God, right? And then they turned everything around, so... I mean, there's a chance. Exactly. So, just, you know... I hope if he's wrong, he deserves to be punished. And then hopefully he finds the error of his ways and changes but if not then yeah yeah then no no sympathy <laughs> but yeah i mean those were kind of just those two little like nuggets news? that came out i don't know if anything else came out i don't remember any like nfl headlines or anything i'll like browse real quick but i mean we could get into what else we were going to talk about yeah we're going to talk about you know fantasy footballs 
about to start. We got our fantasy books the other day, and that's kind of what we want to talk about is some of the rankings. Now, I guess it doesn't matter the name of the book, everybody. There's different books, and there's so many out there. But I have one, and you have a separate one. Yep. And in mine, the number one, and I think in yours too, the number one rated running back is Christian McCaffrey. Now, I don't, I understand two years ago why that is. And I understand why they think he will be based on two years ago. Yeah. But he missed most of last season. When he came back, didn't he get hurt again almost immediately? Yes. So to me, I'd like, that's kind of red flag type of thing to where there's no way I'm taking him as the first running back. There's, there is no way I'm risking that. Now, granted, there's going to be someone who like, let's say the first person takes him and maybe they are right. But the, the number one guy to me is the no doubt. Like Patrick Mahomes is still the number one quarterback. Yeah. And I have no argument with that, right? Yeah. What, what's to well, argue? I was going to say, there's nothing to argue. But with McCaffrey, you can say Henry. You can say Dalvin Cook. Yep, Dalvin's You could say up. Kamara. Yep. Without Drew Brees, maybe Kamara. You could say, oh, well, maybe Kamara takes a hit. Well, maybe he is even more relied because they yeah they can rely on the run more he becomes a workhorse exactly and, and McCaffrey now you have Darnold in there instead of Bridgewater almost everyone says it's an upgrade what if you're wrong I don't know if it's an upgrade that was I don't know if it... so yeah but I know <laughs> I don't I don't Me know about you that. Are on that same page but there's a lot of people who feel it's an upgrade I told you I read things for Teddy Bridgewater the by Panther the way. fans were like you know not, I'm not saying all Panther fans. I saw some Panther fans that were like, oh, he would just lock on receivers and he would do this and he would do that. I'm so glad that, he, that he's gone or that we've got somebody else. And I was like, wow, you know, I didn't realize that people, there were people against him. So anyway, it's like, what if Darnold just can't get him the ball for some reason? Like, you'd be surprised. Some people can't throw swing passes very well. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just don't think that that's a given that he's the number one like I and and I think so my wife also has a different fantasy book yes she plays fantasy football with us and so three different fantasy books McCaffrey's number one in all of them and I'm I just find that shocking I'm like how is that possible coming off the injury when you have a Henry and a Cook healthy guys now you could say the workload that Derrick Henry had is is a flag but McCaffrey was hurt yeah. Like they have Saquon fourth in mine. I don't know about yours. And part of the reason is because of his injury. And I'm like, well, look. McCaffrey was hurt too. Yeah. <laughs> Not great. I know different injuries, but still. I mean, you found that a little weird, right? Yeah. It was. It, it, it was it was surprising. Like, especially when like you read like, you know, their little description and it's like, you know, he's the no doubt. Yeah. B basically, most of that's what most of them say. Exactly. I don't, obviously, I haven't read every single one, but... The one I said was, there's no question. And then they said, based on 2019. And I'm like, but last year wasn't yeah. 2019. <laughs> so, that's what... It just baffles me. And you and have, look, the, and you have the whole be. extra game scenario this year. Exactly. There's, and yeah. he might be. He might be. I'm just saying, like, why are they all so absolutely positive? I'm like, what? You're absolutely positive that this guy who was hurt last year, is going to bounce back and be absolutely positively the number one fantasy running back? I'm like, I, I just think that it only shocks me because 
they all think that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, the three that I saw, but like you said, they all say it like so confidently. And then the quarterback situation, I thought, like in mine, Dak is third. Third. And yeah, he's like six in mine. I don't have mine. a problem with Dak. I've always thought Dak was a little bit underrated, but he's coming off an injury. And, and the reason they had him so high with that, look what he was doing before he got hurt. And I'm like, yeah, but that was a small sample size. You don't know how the rest of the season's going to go. You can't base the whole season on that. But if you did the same thing with Russell Wilson, if he got hurt, you're going to say, oh, you know, but we saw what happened at, you know, towards the end and, and yeah. after the middle of the season. But there's most quarterbacks go through the ups and the downs at some point, some stretch. So I just thought that was crazy. But then there was one that you brought up. So I'll let you take over. They are really high on Jalen Hurts in fantasy this year. Uh, I don't know where he had him in yours, but in mine, he's number 10. Oh, only 10? He's higher? He's seventh. He's above Aaron Rodgers. And if you're listening to this, you're probably like, what kind of fantasy book you got? Right? (laughs) Like, I like... Oh when, I, my. when I do my fantasy books, it's a, it's the way it's set up. It's not so much the rankings. I don't buy it based on the rankings. I buy it based because on we also no our own exactly. But we have our known like, our own knowledge and everything, so we can you know. This is our own knowledge you're listening to right now. <laughs> I can't have wrong. All right, guys. <laughs> this is our knowledge. But our multiverse. Our just, knowledge. Just keep going. <laughs> Get your thought out, man. <laughs> but. No, I thought it was crazy because he is seventh and he's above Aaron Rodgers. And I'm like, look, I know you could say, well, this was last year was Aaron Rodgers' first healthy year for a couple of years and da-da-da-da. But it doesn't matter. Jalen Hurts didn't even play. What he played? How many games did he start? It wasn't a lot. Down a good amount. Four, five, something like that. Six, seven. Justin uh, Herbert in mine was 10th. And I'm like, so you have Herbert behind Hurts when he played and played Really, really well. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I, I don't remember what Herbert is in mind, but that doesn't make sense. And they had sense. Brady ninth. Now, look, I, I know mm-hmm. people are mad about that. And trust me, I think it's wrong, too. Yeah. I don't think Brady should be behind Hurts. I think I think if they... Now, I don't remember who was one through six. In I'll the see exact, them receivers Tom Brady got. I don't know the exact order, but... I, I remember I my top, like, Hurts, six. Like, if they had Hurts 10th, I, I wouldn't have thought well i still would have been like wow that's weird but i wouldn't have flipped out when i saw rogers behind him i'm like what and then brady behind him and then justin herbert behind him i'm like wait what am i are my eyes working properly right now like what is what am i looking at if that was all switched and it was just rogers up brady herbert nine hurts 10 it probably wouldn't have like made me twitch when I yeah. looked at it, I'm like, huh? Huh? <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it totally did when I saw that. But yeah, they are really high on him. And look, I'm not saying he's not going to have a great season. I'm not saying he's not a person that I wasn't looking at going, ooh, could that be my possible number two quarterback type thing, you know? They're looking at like, oh, you you get him as your QB1 or something. I know. Like, like, like that's going to shock me if somebody in our draft takes him as their QB1. I'm like, wait, what? And then I thought it was good. Now, I don't remember the number exactly, but I was just kind of flipping through the receivers, and Michael Thomas was really low. 
really and when i say really low i'm like in the 20s what and i'm like why because drew Brees is gone like he's a great receiver who and he who are they gonna throw to <laughs> you know what i mean did he didn't he get hurt last year or something yeah but but this is like my point so mccaffrey gets hurt but he's still number one and michael thomas gets hurt and he's in he 20s? like shoots way down like didn't it it doesn't make sense to me it's like wow you you have no confidence in his ability when he had done it for years without anybody else there really to take the pressure now you can say kamara yeah when they bring him out of the backfield but there were plenty of times where he wasn't on the field you yeah. know that murray was in and stuff like that so yeah just it's just so funny the way you know the fantasy rankings can go and it's just it's just fun to talk about sometimes mm-hmm. and we won't talk about fantasy too much because like I said, when once you draft your team, like nobody wants to hear about your team. <laughs> you know? I do. I want to hear about my team. Well, yeah, you do. I want to hear myself <laughs> talk about my team. Exactly. So <laughs> we might kind of jokingly mention one or two things about it because it's funny, but or we'll talk about someone getting hurt and the effect that it had on fantasy owners. Yeah. Uh, we're not. I don't think we well, talked I mean, much about I, I our deck teams last this year. Season. That's the thing. There's a lot of. You know, guys coming back from injuries, or you got like Carson Wentz going to a new team, and then you got them. He is pretty high up in the book. I, th- I, I, didn't, I don't even notice him. I don't remember. He might have been 12th or 13th because Deshaun Watson was 11th. Jeez, <laughs> really? Yeah, where is he? They put there? Deshaun way down because they, of his whole situation. Yeah, and they, mine. They, they said like they're not going to comment on that situation because they don't know what's going to happen. So they're just basing it on performance. So that I kind of like because you don't know if he's going to be on the field. You don't know. Yeah. Nobody, th- nothing has happened yet. So, you know, like if you, if if you're one of those people who don't really play fantasy football that much, and you literally go by the rankings, and then you missed out on a chance to take Watson. You know, like I do take what people do and hold it against them. Like if they have allegations, basically what I'm getting at is I wouldn't draft Deshaun Watson based on the allegations. That's just my personal thing. I'm not saying he's guilty. It just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. So I wouldn't do it because then if I found out for sure he's guilty, I'd be like, I got that guy on my team. Like, I don't like that. So I wouldn't pick him. But other people aren't like that. And that's absolutely fine. They're like, oh, you know, I don't care at all. He wasn't proven guilty. I just want to win this fantasy football team. <laughs> yeah. Know? And so that's fine. So so then, you know, you have a book that has them low and maybe they, they go by those and they don't pick them. And then somebody else snatches them up way late and you missed out like i think that they should have him higher with a little you know asterisk saying beware though yeah (laughs) buyer beware so anyway i guess i guess that's our intro it's pretty long yeah that's a long that's a long intro and up next nba finals and more NBA Finals is underway. We're two ga- two games in. Two games in. The Phoenix Suns are already halfway to clinching the championship. They lead the Bucks 2-0 currently. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we didn't a do start. a preview because the, we were the last game last, was happening. And we kind of just said congratulations to the Bucks because it pretty much looked like they were making it. And that's what happened. So, you know, we didn't have a chance but i think both of us were gonna pick phoenix right I just mean, just I, because of the whole thing with Giannis going on 
Yeah. I I would have picked them anyway, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, I told you that I wasn't feeling the way the Bucks play. And look, they could come back and win this series. They've been down 0-2 before, right? Yeah. In this playoff, so they could come back so. and win the whole thing. I just don't believe in them. What I've seen throughout this playoff stretch is, yes, they've, they've made it, but I expect them to lose. And so because of that, I just – I couldn't, I couldn't pick them, so I would have, I would have said Phoenix anyways, but yeah. You have a, there's a lot of questions about Giannis's health, you know, to begin this series, but he's actually managed to play in both games. He, I think he started game one, which surprised, it surprised me. I think it surprised a lot of people. Yeah, it surprised me too. He put, and he put up like 20 points and 17 rebounds in that game. <clears throat> And then in game two, you know, a lot of people are talking about how he had like 41 points yeah, in that, that one. But I mean, both times, you know, they could, they can win. So Exactly. Like, you know, they made a big deal. Uh, no, not granted. I, I guess I'll just spit it out. So game one, 20 and 17. And then somebody else on his team, was it Middleton? Uh, oh, no, no. Aiton. Aiton on the Suns. They became the first player since Tim Duncan to get like, you know, 15 points and 15 boards in their first finals game. Yeah. You know, since Tim Duncan did it, you mm-hmm. know, so that, you know, that's a long time. So that's, you know, it's, it's impressive. And then you got, uh, Giannis scoring the amount of points he did, which was either the most or, or the, the most, since like the Jordan, most sense. or the most, either the most since Jordan or the most in, uh, in their first finals since Jordan. I don't remember which one it was. Something like that. Right. Was it just the most points? The you, you brought it up to me. I didn't see that oh, before. Okay. I can't remember if you saw when you that. when you brought it up. That was the first but I had heard of it. Anyway, like when it comes to those things, yes, it's it is impressive, but it's less impressive when you lose. It's just it's just true. If they don't come back and win the series, you know, there's going to be people that they're going to say, oh, you know, look, Giannis did this, and it's like, but they lost. So, mm-hmm. you know, yes, it's a great performance. You can have a great performance and a loss, but you still didn't do enough to help your team win. I mean, right. like, that is the bottom line, <laughs> you know? So, uh, and speaking of that, you got Chris Paul, who is just playing like a man who, I mean, he's a man possessed, right? He knows. He needs this. He knows that his legacy, we've talked about this numerous times, like he had to make the finals. Mm-hmm. But he really had, you know, he had to win one to really, like he didn't have to win one to get, He's in most people's top 10, but he wasn't in mine. Not until he made it. He made it, so boom, he's already, now he's definitely in top 10 point guards all time. But he gets that ring. I mean, he might jump top five. Yeah. You know, because he is amazing. and But also the way he's doing it. Like, I, I think most people appreciate somebody who just is like, nope, you're not, I'm not going to be denied. Yeah. And that's how he's playing. He's like, I'm not going to be denied. Now, if Giannis did that same thing, the Bucks could turn it around. I mean, Chris Middleton kind of did that the last two games and Giannis was gone against the Hawks, right? Yeah. He was like, we are making the finals. Now, can he keep that going? Can Chris Paul keep it going? Like, you know, when you see that, like, to me, that's, that's greatness. It's like, oh, yeah, you're just not. You're just not gonna lose. You're, 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 you're he understands you refuse to lose. There's a good chance it's probably his only opportunity he's gonna get. You know, being how old he is, what season you know he's in. 
when he might not even go back to Phoenix. Yeah, because he said what? He's going to decline his player option or something? Yeah, he said he was going to opt out to try to get one more multi-year deal. What if Phoenix doesn't want to give him that multi-year deal? No, I think they would. If they won the finals, I think they would. But then you still wonder. I don't believe it's a fluke. I've seen people say things like, they're Mickey Mouse path to the finals. And I'm like, Oh yeah, all the like troll accounts and stuff. They beat who they had to beat, so I don't really care. But you still do wonder because we talked about this before. Is the is the winner this year a placeholder champion, or are they one of those next teams? And because Chris Paul's so, you know, so old, you just don't know. Yeah, this could literally just be. Let's say they win, they're just a filler champion. Maybe the Bucks come back and win, or maybe the Bucks are that next team but they had to get here they just are really going stages right eastern conference finals and then uh second round second round but then finals and then lose and then they start to win and then they finally and then Giannis does play like that man possessed you know maybe that's what happens next year so it's really hard to judge all i know is it it, to me it doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. i mean when dirk won his i didn't go well, I mean, he only got one. He got one. He got an MVP. He's an all-time great. Is he yep. in the top 10? No. No. Is he in my top 15? No. Is he in my top 20? Oh, yeah, probably. But I wouldn't care if you had him up in yours. I, I think he's a very deserving player. There's so many great players. Like it, it really does get hard. But speaking of great players, you got anything else about the finals real quick before I switch um, gears? I mean, you know, Torrey Craig suffered an injury. Hopefully he's good. For the Suns, it looks like he could still be in Game Three, but that's like just one, you know, key thing to look out for. That's pretty much it for me. Yeah, and I mean, when we, the next time we get on this pod, it could be over, and we can. It probably will be. We could really dive into all the players and how they played, because you know, there's a lot of guys we could really talk about and dive into it. But when we're already two games in, it's just kind of like, and we didn't really do a preview. It's just yeah, so it's kind of like, well, say this real quick and move on, but. So talking about great players, I looked on Twitter when we were on our way back today, and uh, I saw this. Shannon Sharp says, Kobe is not a top five player of all time. And this is a quote. In the history of sports, I don't know if we've ever had a guy rank top five with only one MVP. Mm. Didn't I literally say this on our top 10 thing? Wasn't that one of the reasons? I said, yeah, I need... The reason why my top 10 is the way it is, well, especially my top eight, the GOAT, the eight guys who with a claim to, to be the GOAT, two championships as the man, at least two MVPs, you know, at least you can obviously have more, and two finals MVPs. And I said, the reason why Kobe and Shaq are outside my top 10 is they only have one MVP. And now I have, you know, Oscar Robertson and, you know, Hakeem as my nine and 10. And I also said, if somebody had Shaq and Kobe as nine and 10, that's fine. I, I wouldn't argue that. Yeah. It's just, that's just not mine. But my main reason for not putting either one of those two up in that echelon is because of that one MVP. People, I don't know why people have a problem with that, but it's absolutely hundred percent true. You're, you're trying to tell me that two guys that only got one MVP are 
among the top five. And, and some people said, nobody said Shaq. Well, I understand that. But somebody, as I said, that did. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, it's true. Like the love affair for Kobe is a little bit more than it's, it's a bit overblown. Okay. Yeah. And before you get mad about that, you're going to say, no, LeBron's overblown. Okay. Well, what you feel that's about LeBron in that, huh? I'm, I'm not going to say that's wrong. Yeah, what you guys feel about LeBron in that instance is is what we feel about Kobe. And Jalen didn't see all of Kobe's career, like he was mm-hmm. really young or not born. I did. And I've seen a lot of great NBA players. And I'm telling you, he's not top five all time. I'm telling you, he's not top 10 all time. Now, you might not agree and you might say whatever, and that's absolutely fine. You know, like I said, nine or 10, I, I, He's not in mine, but I'm not going to argue. I'm like, oh, you know, if you think he's top 10, cool. Top five? Nah, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you are wrong. You could say he scored 80 and you can he hit big shots and you can say all this and that. So, I know, I mean, they didn't score 80, but all the guys that I got up there have huge shots. But there's this one person. Ro- Robert Ory has huge shots. <laughs> yeah. You're not but... going to put him in the... Yeah, but I'm just talking Talk about like these. That. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. But, you know, okay, so I'm going to go there. I always look in the comments because I like to see it. And so some guy, now this guy was actually agreeing that that Kobe should be top five. And and then people started coming after him, which I thought was weird. I'm like, he literally has Kobe up here. And then you guys, this, this one guy came up. Why is Bird so high on everybody's list? Because this guy has Bird fifth. And... Then apparently he's a Kevin Durant fan because he's like, Bird's possibly top 10, but he ain't better than Durant. And I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like those. Are I've seen that, that so much about people talking about like Durant and Larry Bird. Like if they were to go one-on-one or something. First of all, what does that have to do with anything? That, that is such a stupid thing. Does NBA basketball, is it played one-on-one? Not that I've seen. Not not in my experience. I don't understand why people are like, you know, well, Kobe can beat anybody one-on-one. He's the best, like, one-on-one player ever. Uh, who cares? And besides, I don't agree with that anyway. But even if, even if I did, so what? That's not what basketball is. Are you guys aware of that? When you guys speak these words, do, do does there is there any part of your brain that's like, but that's not what basketball is about. When you go to the park and you play your brother – that's what it is, mm-hmm. you know. But when you play a game, it's about winning the game, you know. And it's about just your all the other accolades that you collect. Now, Kobe has a ton of accolades, you know, and so does Kevin Durant. And so, you know, you can add it all up. But then it's just, you know, it's your eyes and it's and it's the feeling that they give you. So I do understand, like, people who love Durant and who love Kobe, and that's the feeling that they get. They're just like, I'm watching. Look, you are watching greatness. There's no doubt. Like, that's what I'm saying. Saying, you know, Kobe's, I don't put Kobe in the top 10, but he's 12. But if he was, I'm fine with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And as like I've told you, when I see Bird as eighth, I don't flip out. Mm -hmm. I'm only mad when he's not right next to Magic. Oh, that was the other thing that person said, that nobody thinks that Bird's better than Magic. And he was like, nobody's ever thought that. And I'm like, that's absolutely not true. Like you, do you, have you ever done research in your entire life? 
Yeah, like, right. You know, or do you just say things or do you just talk to certain people and because they said that, that's the only thing you know? Like, I've done so much research on all this stuff. And then it's also what I saw, <laughs> you know? And so you, you have to, you can't just do your thing. You can't just watch your player and say, well, he's the best just because. I mean, you can, but you're not giving a uh, an educational opinion. Yeah. You really have to see what all the peers thought, see what he watch what the other guys did. Like, you know, like I said, I know people think that my take is probably a little crazy that Larry Bird's the greatest of all time. And look, he is my favorite player, so there is bias there. But when I go back and I watch the highlights, which I've done so many times, <laughs> and I see the things that he did against so many great players, and then I think about, you know, how many he played in his prime and the things that, you know, just, just everything. I'm like, yeah, no. I mean, I'm not going to say one-on-one. -on -one. I'm not going to say, if Bird played uh, Jordan one-on-one, -on -one, he'd kill him. Because what does that matter? Yeah. That's stupid. If they got their fives and they're both in their prime, I'm taking Bird's team. We talked about, you know, um, Jordan said that his his team, if he could pick five players ever, it's him, Magic, Pippen, Worthy, and was it Kareem? No, 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 no. Was it? Who is the center? Dang it. I know those are the other four. And and he's like, we won't, we will never lose. And I thought I can name a Celtics team five that, and I'm not saying that would always beat that team, but they could beat them. And that's Dennis Johnson. And that's, you know, Bert. Well, who did I have at shooting guard? Did I say Sam Jones or did I say Reggie Lewis? Cause I love Reggie Lewis. <laughs> uh, dang, who'd I say at shooting guard? We'll go Sam Jones just because, you know, he has the hall of fame career. Bird, Mikhail, Bill Russell. I'm like, that team is going to take Jordan's team. I mean, it's to me, it's a coin flip. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's going to be maybe, yeah, seven game series. Who wins? Like, it's, it's that close, <laughs> you know? Why? Because those are they're just amazing teams, right? But they're also, Bird and Jordan are amazing, but... Yeah. I would take Bird over anybody. It's just the way it is. And I get it. Some people would take Durant and all that. But again, it's the body of work. It's everything. It's all the accolades. It's, and it's also the opinion. Like Durant has rarely been considered the best player. People say, what? He's been the best player since he beat LeBron in the finals. You know, well, so what? Four years? Five years? Whatever but was. that's not really... That's, he's not the consensus best player. No. That happened. And then what happened almost immediately after? It was back to being LeBron. And now people started saying it at the end of this year. And I'm like, and then they're like, oh, you're only nine months. Or no, not nine months. Only 18 months after he ruptured his what, what Achilles. Do? Yeah. And I'm I like, and I'm like, yeah, that's 18 months. Like, that's plenty of time. And it's still impressive, don't get me wrong, but I'm like, let's not crown him the best player when somebody else just won the MVP. <laughs> and yeah, he was playing great. But yeah, I just, 
I see these opinions and it just drives me crazy. But the Kobe thing I just thought was interesting that, you know, because I agree that Shannon Sharp, with Shannon Sharp and that he, he isn't top five. And I just, it's funny that it trends because people get so mad about that. And I'm like, mm -hmm. look, I get it. You're Kobe. Mary. I understand. And he does look, he has a great resume. He does, you know, all defensive teams, all NBA teams, you know, he does have an MVP. He has five rings, but man, you really have to, you have to look at it all. Just like I said, like magic has five. Am I more impressed with magic's five than I am with Kobe's five? Yes. I don't put Kobe above magic. No, I just don't No. Now <clears throat> then you'll say, well, his five is more than birds three. And I mean, yeah, but bird won three as the man yeah, I was and he say. won and he won one when Mikhail was still just a 20 minute a game rookie, you know, so don't talk about the hall of fame thing and how great, Mikhail was like he was a man where where Kobe's first three Shaq was the man and I know people get mad about that and they try to say stupid things but it's true I watched it <laughs> I witnessed it Shaq was the man Kobe was you can you can argue that they were co in the last season but that's not the way it works yeah. Shaq was the man the first one he was still there he's the man and he wasn't giving it up but Kobe was trying to take it. Kobe really but he, was. <laughs> but he didn't succeed. Now, he succeeded after because Shaq got traded, right? And then he won his two. And so, and that's what validated Kobe. That's where you were like, yeah, see, Kobe is great. Look, he won these two on his own. He did what like Pippen couldn't. Pippen got six with Jordan, but then he couldn't win on his own. And so, you know, after after he left the Bulls and yeah. losing to Kobe and Shaq <laughs> when they had a 19 point lead in the fourth quarter of a game seven, you know? So, but to say, to, to argue that he's top five, I just think it's crazy. I think it's mostly people who they just don't have a real history of the NBA. They their knowledge of the history of the NBA. I mean, because or, man, or now one that players. dates farther back than like five years or something. Yeah, exactly. In like the last decade or whatever. Well, I'd say 20 years because Kobe's been, you know, retired for... Because, you know, you go back 20 years, you're, you're talking about 2001, right? You know, if, if that's your... If all you know is 2000s basketball and that's what you base everything on, like, I think that's crazy. And you're like, oh, this time is easily the best time. I'm like, well, hold on a second. Did you actually go back and look? And then you see a video and you see, like, one guy, you're like, that guy looks like a truck driver. I'm like... Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, actually, really watch and pay attention because mm -hmm. you're missing out on a lot of things. Because almost everybody who watches the game now, look, there's plenty of people that'll say positive things. And there's a lot, there is positive about it. Me being the, the old man, and, you know, I say my grumpy little things, the things that drive me crazy. There are things I recognize. I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's, there, yeah, there, there are a lot more athletes and stuff like that, but they're, and yes, they work on the three ball, but that's part of the problem. Where's the great post play? Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's not the league anymore, but that's because they stopped working in the post for, and that had been happening. It was just this slow kind of thing where it's like, everybody wants to take threes. And then it just kind of became, you know, well, let's, you know, then the warriors 
got a ton of guys who could shoot threes, right? And they were like, but this is just going to be our game. And we also want these guys to shoot. And then that kind of, that, that changed things, right? But it was slowly going that way because people weren't great in the post. And there's, I know there's some, but it's not what it used to be. There used to yeah. be so many great post players. And to me, that's just better basketball. And I enjoy that. But then I just think it's they go back and they see <clears throat> certain guys and they just like, I said, he's a, he's a mailman or, and I'm like, so a plumber. <clears throat> That's well, what I've like, seen. You take a <clears throat> white Mamba scout and you see that video of him, you know, playing that college kid. Yeah. And everybody's flipping out on that. And I'm like, but Scalabrini is the kind of guy who would have been, it, that's a guy that you guys would be calling a postman. You know, he wasn't even as good as some of those guys. He was nowhere near as good as a lot of those guys they're making fun of in those old videos. <laughs> and yet they praise him. And I'm like, I know it's a joke in a lot. You know, I mean, it is a joke, but it's also not yeah. because they say it, but they also like to see him get buckets and play. Yeah. So they do like him and they do think he's good enough. And then you've got these guys who were really good, but they looked similar to him in shape and size, but they were just better. Yeah. And, but people say, oh, no, it's just because the league is better now. No, no, no. He's just not that good. Yeah. And these guys were. Trust me. Again, I know. <laughs> I, I watched it. I watched Scalabrini. I remember when he was just coming in and I was, you know, feel a little proud of him. You're like, oh, look at that guy. Getting, you know, you get some buckets, but you also can see that he ain't as good as, you know, I mean, he's not the same size, but like you take Arvidas Sabonis, who didn't even come to the league until he was way past his prime, and he was still amazing in so many ways. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, I know that's kind of a bad example, but it was just the only thing that just popped in my head just now. So, <laughs> but, anyways, like, uh, come on, people! Just, just oh, basketball! What a interesting just because thing to I said that. People. Just because I feel birds of the goat doesn't mean I'm not right about a lot of these takes. Just like I said, I mean, you can really make the argument that birds. Like I said, go watch making the case videos on YouTube by Clayton Crowley, and it shows you these same eight guys that I say, and it it shows you why they're deserving. You don't have to agree that they're number one. But when you see them number one, it shouldn't make you mad. You should just be like, oh, I mean, that's a pretty solid choice. But then once you take away those eight, when you pass those eight, there's no one else that's really deserving. So mm -hmm. you can't you can't have Kobe five. He's not deserving. He's not top eight. Yeah. You got him nine or ten? Cool. But I don't. So Me yeah. neither. We're on that same page. We're on that level. And I talked about that for an awfully long time. Gave us something to talk about. I know. Yeah. So I, I mean, you guys just want. I mean, like we said, I mean, the finals already started, so and we're we kind of in an awkward spot because we couldn't preview it. So what are we gonna do? And also, the times they came on again, like I was. We haven't even sleep. been able to really watch. Yeah, we've barely watched. So I don't really. I can't say. Oh, this guy, man, he had a big shot here. Like I didn't see it. Yeah. I wanted to see it, but they're starting the games at what six thirty. It's been at 6.30. And I got to go to bed early, so I don't even start to watch it because I'm like, I'm only going to see like 30 minutes of it, and then I got to go to sleep. 
It's been, it's been unfortunate. We've had to miss out a lot. Hopefully, we catch some of it before it's over. I would like that. Well, man, I really hope I can catch, you know, the last seconds of whatever the last game is. Yeah, so, whoever, you know, whoever wins. If the wins. Suns go up 3 nothing, then in Game 4, I want to be able to see the end. But Game 4 is probably on a probably on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to go to sleep, so I'm not going to – I'm going to have to watch the celebration the next day on on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Eh, there could be worse things. All right. Up next. Pro wrestling. Back into pro wrestling recap of what went down this yes. week. So I'm yes. going to try to kind of, you know, go, go in order mainly because it makes more sense. It puts certain things that happened later in the week into perspective. So you'll see. You'll see. You'll see. They'll all see. Wait for it. So this week, NXT had their Great American Bash special episode like they did last year. You had a few championship matches. For example, the NXT tag titles where MSK retained against Champion Thatcher. What was a really good match. The tag title match I had been waiting for for quite some time now. For a few months. So it was good. Lived up to my expectations. It was a good start. It was the first match of the It was a great start. The Million Dollar Championship match was awesome. LA Knight retained. So now uh, Cameron Grimes, he's got to be his butler, also known as basically his Virgil to that's, that's his Ted DiBiase. I'm like, I love Grimes, but I kind of I wanted to see something like with a Virgil role at least with the dollar Million Dollar Championship back. So. And I'm you cool got with your it. Wish. And the match was just awesome. I was I knew it would be good, but I was like, oh my gosh, they did. It, it is, it's up there with the ladder match they had. It was really good. Nice, nice. And then okay, the other title match, an interesting situation. The women's tag titles. So if you so on NXT, there they had been like vignettes the past few weeks with like a charging battery that kept, you know, going up you know, pretty quickly leading up to Great American Bash. So during the women's tag titles match, uh, like all the lights went out, it popped back up again and got to 100%. You know, they stay out, but then the spotlight comes up and it's Tegan Knox, who has been out for a while because she got injured again, you know, months back. Yeah, that was awesome. She returned and she distracted Candice LeRae. You know, that's what it's supposed to be. She distracted Candice LeRae and her partner. So... Io Shirai takes advantage. And now, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark are the women's tag champions on NXT after beating Candice LeRae and Amy Hartwell. It's very weird. I was... I was not... I mean, it's cool because, you know, Tegan appeared again, and I like Tegan Knox a lot, big fan. You know, please, you know, don't get injured again. Just, you're a good wrestler, just stay healthy, right? And then it's just what are, what are we doing with these tag titles? Yep, that was my problem with it. It was just like no offense to Zoe Stark, but why are her and Eo together really in the first place? And why are they? It's not all, even really that. It's already, how quickly. Yeah, why know, are they already? Up. Yeah, exactly. Why are they already champions? You, you're fi- I'm fine if they're together, but yeah, you got to build them, right? And you got to actually get them to that 
to that moment, but they always do that when there's somebody who was like a champion. You know, look at like uh, how good look at EO like is. RK Bro, they're going. That's been going like for a little while now. Exactly, agree. EO and Zoe, it's it's a very recent thing. They've only teamed up like you know two or three times before this match. Yeah, and there are and Zoe Stark hasn't been on NXT. You know, she hasn't been on NXT. You know, before 2021, it's only been a few months. And she, and I'm like, I like Zoe Stark. Don't get me wrong, she's good. But I'm like, geez, you get you threw a belt on her that fast, huh? Yep, I don't like that either. But like you said, no offense to her. It has yeah, nothing to do it's with like, that. It has to do with. It's not like she's not worthy or anything. The belts, you know. There, it's a big deal, and it should be a big deal. It's and hard. Title, title changes should seem like a big deal. Yeah, and when you just do that, it's kind of like okay, like, it doesn't matter. Like, like why are they playing hot potato with these tag titles immediately? Yeah, Tegan's distraction distracted all of the women in the ring. Basically, if you, if you watch it for a so second, yeah, it wasn't one of those things where it was so distracting that it caused, uh, you know the loss but they'll say that it did but it really didn't you you would have to see it so to know what we're saying and maybe that was what they were intending and it didn't come off yeah that way but but even then like i just don't like the decision to to put the belts on eo and zoe stark right now they should have they should have at least had a, another month on tv before they even thought about it exactly and then the other interesting part about it will be something I mentioned later. So just remember what remember happened. That. Put a pin in it. Yeah, put a pin in it for a little bit. And then Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly had their had the main event with their rematch, and Adam Cole got his win back on Kyle. And oh my, it was such a good match. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Like it's funny. Like, the words. only thing that I had comment on on this was was the uh, Tegan thing, but that's just because I saw it on Twitter the mm. next day, and I kind of... And then we talked about that, but the other stuff, I didn't see any of it. Pretty so. much everything else. Not much but to say. Adam Cole got his win back on Kyle, so I'll probably... I'm assuming they're going to fight one more time. Oh, and yeah. after that match, I don't have any problem with that because the match was freaking awesome. And then mm. they also set up, for the next NXT, a championship match. Karrion Cross is going to defend against Johnny Gargano, and Samoa Joe is going to be the special guest referee. Oh, yeah. Very interesting stuff. That is going to be must-watch. I can't wait for that. And if, you know, Joe put, put someone to sleep. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to complain, right? Oh, heck no. That'd be great. Now over on to AEW. They had their first show outside of Daly's Place. They are officially back touring again. A very interesting show. You had a form, formerly known as Alistair Black slash Tommy End make his debut. He popped up. He took. He used his black mask kick on Arn Anderson and Cody Rhodes. So that was. A very nice surprise. I like to see him there. And him versus Cody sounds awesome. Yeah, that's a... I mean, that's a great start, right? I saw that. I'm like, oh, man. Give me this match, please. That looks great. I'm so down for that. And then also, 
on the show, you know, the week before, you know, they kind of started teasing at, you know, Kenny and Hangman finally about to go at it. And then this week, you had like a similar situation, except, you know, a brawl started to break out with Kenny Omega and the Dark Order and Kenny's friends. And then Hangman came out and him and Omega, you know, finally crossed paths for the first time in in a while. It has been a long time in the making. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. The build has begun for him to lose. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we'll find out. But yeah, I I love it all. I can't wait for them to have their match. You know what's funny it's is like so good. You know, I talk about it all the time. I don't watch, but it's not because I don't want to. It, and I go to sleep early, but uh, and then I don't always just go back to watch wrestling. But I'll watch, you know, like the I'll watch the up and downs on what culture wrestling. That's kind of been my recent thing is watching a lot of of what culture wrestling because you know I like the ups and ups and downs. The only thing I don't like about it is there's not actual highlights. Yeah, it's, yeah, because he it's normally just you know them talking. They have like the the picture right. pictures and the little thing they got. So I'll watch that, but I've been feeling like, okay, you know, one of these days I might have to order one of these, uh, one of their pay-per-views when they come on, because there's just certain things that I really do want to see and not just say, oh, well, you know, I didn't see it. Like I want to, that's a match that I would, I think I would enjoy, but, but I'm just not sure. Like I told you, like if Christian ever gets a shot at the title, like on a pay-per-view, we're probably going to order that. <laughs> But yeah. then I'll be the person mad that I spent money for him to lose. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then you come on the podcast and you'd be like, man! But it wouldn't mean it wouldn't it wasn't a great match. I mean, it's Christian. It'd be I mean, that's match. what it's about, right? Same thing with, you know, you know Kenny and Hangman is going to be a great match. It's so. going to be an awesome match. I can't wait for that. But yeah, there's really going in on that, so... Those are the main takeaways from AEW. Young Bucks had a title defense that they retained. It's a fun main event. I doubt that, but <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> no, but you know why I said that. Yes, we we had that conversation. I like the Young Bucks. Don't it's not it has nothing to do with them. Penta, he, he hates Penta, or he hates how Penta looks. Stupid, stupidest looking costume ever. Can't stand it. I just I can't look at it. I can't like it's. We talked about my eyes earlier. My eyes are like, no, you can't. You can't focus on that. Don't think about him. Mm -mm. Some uh, immediately turn away, change the channel when I see that guy. Poor offensive. Can't help it. Over to WWE, and some unfortunate news broke out before SmackDown. Uh, Bailey picked up a really bad injury. The story that came out was, you know, since they're about to be back on tour, they, you know, they're getting people like trained up at the performance center, you know, mandatory training, they're calling it. And I guess she was running some chain wrestling drill with someone else, and it just like some freak accident happened, and she messed up her knee pretty bad, and it looks like she'll be out for about nine months. It's crazy. You know, it really sucks. You know, for her, she definitely doesn't deserve it. You know, after all she had done during the you know this whole pandemic era she was one of the you know top workers throughout the entire time helping carry you know the company and trying to keep it entertaining 
and all that. She had the run with Sasha Banks, you know, when they had all the belts. And then obviously, you know, the turn from Sasha and they had the Hell in a Cell match. That was really good. And, you know, they're about to go back on the road. And now she, well, she won't be there to wrestle. Maybe there's a chance she could stick around if they really wanted to. Yeah, she could still. Like she could be on comment. They should put her on commentary, actually. That'd be hilarious. Huh? I mean, we'll see. It all just depends, right? What her rehab schedule and all that stuff is. Yeah. So, yeah, it does suck. Hopefully she comes back better than ever. And I do wonder if she comes back, is she going to come back as a heel or is she going to come back as a face? And what, you know, what's going to happen? And, you know, by that time, unfortunately, with wrestling, you kind of do that. You kind of forget a little bit. And then all of a sudden they make their return. Yeah. Especially if they do it right. Like sometimes, you know, because, oh, they went to the they were spotted at the performance center. No, 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 no. But if they if they can, you know, do it really well, then they just she makes an appearance. And then we find out is she is she back to being a hugger, Bailey? Or yeah, is she just she's still ding dong. Hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool either way. I love them both. So exactly. Uh, Get well. She was, of course, set to fight uh, Bianca Belair again at Money in the Bank. So what they did on SmackDown was they're going to have Carmella fight her, not at Money in the Bank, but on the next SmackDown before the pay-per-view. So Carmella won't be in the ladder match, and Liv Morgan will officially be taking her place in the ladder match. She should have been in the ladder match anyway. Yeah, she should have, but you know they were doing their now, whole thing, so... Did they? Is their ladder match full already? No, with her replacing oh, Carmella, okay. there's. I think there's still like two spots open. Okay, no, that's just what I was. Cause you said yeah, with the whole thing they were doing, like yeah, as long as there were spots available, then yeah, they were probably. Liv was gonna get one. So. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm fine with that because I didn't think Carmella should have been in the ladder match to begin with. Like, she's what she's won it twice, right? I mean, technically, yeah. Because you I, have the whole thing, and I know, like from <laughs> her perspective, or or from like her fans' perspective, they're like, "Yeah, she's won twice, so she should be in." But it's like, no, again, we've talked about this numerous times. We're, like, we're gonna get into that in you, a little bit. You don't need to be in the match. Be when prepared you, for when you've already held the belt. Be prepared for angry Jalen in a little bit. Or Jalen's rant. Jalen's warning. Warning. <laughs> rare, rare occurrence. But anyways, I, I'm just glad she's not going to be in the ladder match now. So, And I'm glad Olivia's in. Yes. See. And then on SmackDown, we got ourselves some call-ups. Yeah, we did. We got quite a few. So one person they that didn't appear but was just announced was Tony Storm. You know, they did the whole, you know, coming soon type of deal. And Tony Storm will be on SmackDown. Was there a storm a Bruin? Were there storm clouds? Was no, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't do that. Okay, I'm just. Although I, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, exactly. So That's you said that. It. I'm like, luckily they didn't do that. I'm sure. Although they would. I'm sure almost anyone who's ever watched WWE was probably like, they probably did something like that. <laughs> She's wearing like thunder clouds on her head or something. something She's like... gonna come out and like, her tights are gonna have, big old thunder. You know, it's gonna say thunder, on her butt. <laughs> luckily, right now. In the vignette, she was her normal self. So good. Good. Yes. Don't don't need to mess that up. And then, and then coming up as a tag team, Shotzi Blackheart 
and Tegan Knox. Yeah. And not only did they get called up together as a team, but they beat the women's tag champions in their first match in a non-title contest. Welcome to the ball pit. Boom. Which I, I yeah, I, I love that there. Yeah, I mean it on was SmackDown kinda, and good you know, for them getting a win right away, too. I'm very glad they're both called up because I'm a big fan of both of them. But it is a bit weird that Tegan came back on Great American Bash and attacked um excuse me. Uh Candace. And then she's gone. <laughs> and then it's weird that, if, you know. If you like weren't certain that, you know, the stuff about Vince not watching NXT was true or not, that right there kind of was just like, yeah, there's no way. Well, it's just another, yeah. There's always the things that you should be able to see, but maybe you don't watch NXT all the time. But that shows you it's like, okay, she comes back, she attacks Candice LeRae. They're obviously going to have a thing. And then two nights later, she's on SmackDown. And she's a call-up. And, and I mean, like, I, I guess there's a chance maybe, um, maybe I don't know, maybe by the next NXT, they're like, Tegan's last match. She yeah, fights Candice before, before she goes on to SmackDown. So it's still possible, but it's also just like, yeah. it's always awkward timing. Yeah. And then the Shotzi thing, it's more just she's been tagging with Ember. Yeah, so now it's and like, then, huh. And so now they're a tag team, but I don't think, you know, I think it's almost It's like not a, a random pairing because they've been allies before. before. Yeah. Tegan got hurt. They were teaming up. Exactly. It's not really that, but it like it's like what he said. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just the timing. And I don't think they're going to be a team for like that long. No. It's kind of just they call them up to be a team. They're going to do some stuff. But then I think both, honestly, I think both of them are better as singles. Like I don't think they're tag yeah. wrestlers necessarily. I think they're solo stars. But they brought them up this way. And then just to start. Yeah, exactly. Just to start. So I think we'll definitely see them, you know, in singles competition sooner rather than later. I mean, I mean, unless they're just going to put the tag belts on them, I'm which is possible. I'm not going to be surprised at all if Shotzi ends up in the ladder match. Oh man, I hope, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, that would be she, great. As soon as I saw she was called up, I'm like, put her in the ladder match. Like, she doesn't have to win, but she can steal the show. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just her and Tegan can take the last two spots. Boom. Oh yeah, I'm totally down. And then you know, more money in the bank slots. You know, filled up. I brought up Liv Morgan replacing Carmella. In the women's match. And then the final two spots of the men's ladder match were set. So first, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura qualified. He beat Baron Corbin again. Good. Okay, now before you say the next one that you're going to get on mad about. You, you. I'm just going to tell give you Give your take first. That earlier, I think it was the day before, I was thinking about that because I knew that Seth and Cesaro were going to have this match. Yep. And I thought about their feud. And I'm like, Really, Seth's only got the roll-up win. He's gonna win. Yes. And and I thought about how that makes me feel. Now, first of all, yes, I want Cesaro in Money in the Bank. Not only should he be in, he should win. And I don't think that there's any question that should happen. But I also see why they had Seth win this match. Now as long as Cesaro gets in somehow, like I'm feeling like there's no way they're not putting Cesaro in there. He's going to get in. So I'm okay with that. Like they're trying to get you pissed off and they're trying to get you like Cesaro needs to be in there. And they're trying to do that thing where then he gets in and then he wins. You know what I mean? It's that storyline. 
But because it's WWE, you're like, well, I hope that's what they're doing. Yeah. Because how many times have they also screwed that up? As many times they've done it right, how many times have they done it wrong? So anyways. So yeah, Seth Rollins beat Cesaro to qualify for Money in the Bank. What the <laughs> heck? They have, you have one job. I was, I was loving pretty much everything they were doing in this lead up to the ladder match. You know, even like, you know, the, like the one complaint was the whole Drew McIntyre thing being in or whatever, but I, I could get over that. But what the heck are we doing? <laughs> like, like they better be doing what you're saying, because if not, then it's absolutely stupid. It's you know, horrible. If I hadn't been thinking about it the day before, I probably would have been mad too. It was just, I was just randomly thinking about it and like thinking about what they could do. You know, we do the fantasy booking thing because we watch a lot of wrestling. So I'm like, you know what? Like, kind of like we're talking about the Hangman Page thing. It's like, I think he should lose now, just like Simon on What Coach Wrestling said. He should lose his first time against Kenny. And then they should build it so when he finally wins it, it's huge. Like, that's a Cesaro thing. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, he's already had to wait. No, exactly. He has. But now you're almost making it look like he has no chance to win money in the bank, right? Because exactly. he's not in. And so that infuriates you. But now now you get him in somehow. Anyway, or or you just do the Brock thing where he just comes down and takes it. Yeah, yeah that's You know true. what I mean? He just comes out and he just takes it. And he's like, well... I don't care. I took it. I mean, I guess they could maybe they do it at Money in the Bank. Like they go backstage. It's like Seth Rollins is all uh, beat up or something. Exactly. And then Cesaro comes out, but him and Edge had their little thing. Maybe Edge takes out Seth or something like that. And then they Cesaro's could, but in. I'm they they didn't need to do that. I think they're overcomplicating it. He should just be in. Because look, again, I Seth doesn't need to be in that match. But to me, okay, so you do that sometimes with people who aren't like you'll say Carmella's a heel, but she is. But I just, I guess it's just because she is. she's just annoying and I don't like her. Like, I don't necessarily think she's great. I don't see what anybody sees in her for her to be a multi time champion. You know, she's, she's decent. That's fine. I don't have a necessarily a problem with her. I mm -hmm. just have a problem with her being looked at so highly i'm like what does she do that's so great nothing she doesn't she's not on, she's not great on the mic she's not, the best thing she ever did was the stuff with our truth <laughs> tell me i'm wrong <laughs> everyone loved that exactly that's the best thing she's ever done and it's not even close and so when i say like you know having a heel in the match is good and a person that you're like, oh, and the way Seth's been, he's been a really good heel. And so now you got him in there over the guy you want in? Like, isn't that, that's that heel stuff. And nobody else has that heel heat right now. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense, but only if Cesaro gets in that match eventually. And that's the thing about no, wrestling. They, they, they only got one more SmackDown in the pay-per-view itself, so. Yeah, exactly. But that's that's wrestling right now. Again, the WWE, they they do this enough times to where you're nervous about what they're actually doing and you hate that. But when it I mean, that's wrestling in general. When it's done right, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. 
So, but I, like, but I can't all you trust can, them. Exactly. You can't trust them and it gives you anxiety and it just makes your it's stomach like, why? And you're like, why are you doing this to me? But then when it does happen, those are those moments that make you pop so hard and you're so happy. And, but it's all part of it, right? If they didn't do all this other stuff right now in the moment, oh, you're mad. Oh, but then yep. when you look back on it, you're like, yeah, no, that was good. They, they got you, right? You sit back and you go, all right, they got me. Like I, we'll see. I'll talk about a match and I'll say I wasn't excited about that match, you know, when it, when it was announced or whatever. And then the match happens. And I'm like, yeah, that was a good match. They got me. Or I didn't really like this storyline. And then, but then the storyline gets better. Or the payoff is you're like, okay, I got to admit, they, they got me. Like that's, that's what it is. So that's kind of, I mean, I'm being optimistic. <laughs> yeah. Because being a, a fan of Christian, I was optimistic a lot and yeah. let down a lot. So I totally understand that people feel like that's exactly what they're going to do it, with Cesaro. But I don't know. Yeah. I just... Because they've done it with him before. I just don't feel like that's what's happening this time. And maybe it's just because I'm like, they can't be that stupid when we all know they can't be. <laughs> but it's like, I know we got... I know it was a roll-off win, but like Seth got his win. So yeah. it's like, why don't you just... Yeah, but use I'm that not, to push him back, push Cesaro back over the top. I'm not one of those people that think that just one win necessarily does it. I think a good feud, there's multiple wins by both people. It really, but depends. they shouldn't be feuding anymore. It really depends. On That's what also the another thing. Is. That's not necessarily true. Again, let's see what happens because if it ends up with Cesaro if they're feuding the post match, Money in the Bank, I think that's pushing it. You said post. I'm not talking about post. You said right now. They shouldn't be having anymore. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about right now. And I'm talking about at the at Money in the Bank. If Cesaro gets in and Cesaro wins Money in the Bank, doesn't all of that make complete sense? It would make it make more sense. Didn't it all, you know, it helped get him there? Hasn't this Seth feud helped Cesaro? It he, has. I just kind of think. But that's, look, if you go back to some of the best feuds ever, like, okay, so let's go Seth and against Baron Corbin. That went on too long, mm -hmm. right? It wasn't, we like Baron Corbin. We don't have a problem with Baron Corbin, but Baron Corbin isn't great. He's just really good. Yeah. But Seth and Cesaro are great. But Cesaro hadn't, for whatever reason, and we can blame it all on WWE, but for some reason, they weren't seeing it. But I believe they're seeing it with the with the Seth and Cesaro pairing. And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, they work so well together. Like, it's this isn't again, this isn't Dolphin Seth. Mm -hmm. I have no problem watching Cesaro and Seth over and over again. It depends, but it becomes a problem if there's no real payoff. So yes, if Cesaro doesn't get in and Seth wins Money in the Bank. Then you're like, why did they do all this with Cesaro? Oh, then, if, Seth just, if Seth just is in Money in the Bank, to be honest. Now, see, him being in, Cesaro getting in with Seth being in and then Cesaro winning makes it even better. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, why did, why did they have to be fighting each other, too, to qualify? They yeah, that, just, you could have just done a payoff that way. Well, I totally agree with that. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, we got we to gotta wait and see because if it's done right, then it's just going to be amazing.
you're, it's going to be one of those things, especially it would be, especially when like you you go back from Cesaro's career. It's going to be a thing that's looked at. It's going to be like that moment and that feud is what pushed him. You know what I mean? So it would be, but I mean, you just, I just don't have faith. <laughs> I, I don't you have don't faith. Believe that's what and I'm doing. just like, just have him earn it and just go all the way and just go all in on him. Because I think Edge is losing to Edge, Edge, Edge is not winning. And then I think There's that no him and Seth are going to start feuding. So I, I, I'm, I I'm pretty believe... confident Seth and Edge are fighting at SummerSlam. Yeah, I'm pretty too. confident. And I'm pretty confident that in some way, shape, or form, Cesaro is going to be champion at the end of SummerSlam. Yeah, hopefully. And I think that's because he's going to win Money in the Bank. And again, maybe maybe a little bit after because it's easy. There is the draft. To... They're supposedly doing the draft after SummerSlam. Oh, okay. But so uh, Parmu's kind of thinking maybe they don't want it off of Roman, so like Cesaro goes over to Raw and cashes in on Bobby or something. Nah, I think he has to beat Roman. <laughs> if you I would want, like that. If you want it to be big, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that's what they could do. Yeah, yeah. And there's the other thing. Since I'm not watching all the time, and I'm only seeing some of the what culture wrestling and the pay per views, and I'm not really seeing like it's also easier for me to say I'm not watching it every week, and you know, seeing what they're doing. I'm just kind of seeing a little bit of the aftermath. They're going, yeah, okay, that's fine, that's fine. You're watching, yeah. So that's the other reason why. So. But anyways, I, I do think sometimes, and we all have to do this in every sport, is just kind of take a step back a minute. Like, yes, we have our opinion, but hold on. Let's kind of, let's just try to look at it from both sides of what they could be doing or what it all means. And then maybe that helps us relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. And maybe not. Maybe it only makes us matter. Because <laughs> to be honest, that happens sometimes too. <laughs> All right. But yeah, that's Van Pro Wrestling this week. Uh, next SmackDown, first one in front of fans again. So that'll be something to look forward to. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right. MCU up next. All right. So much to talk about. MCU talk. Spoilers, 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 spoilers on Loki and on Black Widow. So multiple things. We will start with episode five of loki now it was a good episode but coming off of four i'm gonna say i was a little bit disappointed i I was mainly i was mainly disappointed because you know the episode ended and like you know that was it it i was hoping there was something afterwards like an episode four oh yeah you wanted a post-credit scene i was like they you know what happened happened and i'm like okay they're gonna you know tease whatever because, you know, we started getting the end credit scenes and then it was nothing. And I was like, oh, I mean, there was plenty of what good the stuff. Heck? Don't get me wrong. I don't think this is like episode three where I just didn't really like much of episode three at all. Like there's a ton to like in episode five. I just thought episode four was so good and that this was a little bit of a downer. But hopefully so. OK, so WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier kind of did similar not similar things. What? Well, they similar to each other, not Loki. Like episode five in both of those shows was really good. And so, and even four. And you could say that episode six was a little bit of a letdown. Just, I mean, to me, it was still totally fine. I loved it. But, but for most people, the last episodes of both of those shows weren't what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Not, wasn't, wasn't as good as they wanted it to be. 
And so I'm looking at this one and thinking maybe they held back a little because if episode six is the last one, because I still never seen if it's only six, but maybe they just want the end of, well, well, no, uh, WandaVision was eight. So anyway, so seventh and eighth episode, the, the last few episodes is what I meant. You know, they, they set up in WandaVision the end, but then the last episode wasn't the payoff that people wanted exactly. So maybe this one, the payoff is going to be way better because they set up some great stuff here. All the Lokis. I mean, I liked the scenes. It was good and it was very, um, what's the word? Um, it was fan service big time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't think it was as great as some people want to make it seem. It was just cool. It was a fan service moment. I like, you know, you did you notice Throg? The frog. I didn't Thor? know. I didn't know it was Throg. Yeah, hopping first. in the jar. Yeah, trying to reach uh, the hammer. Yeah, that was so, pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. And you know, like I'm not saying it was bad. The stuff with. All the Lokis. I liked it. You know, you got Kid Loki <laughs> saying the that was reason why funny. Kid Loki's in charge is because he killed Thor. <laughs> I you know, said that. I'm like, oh, dang. Yeah, like Kid Loki don't play around. And, you know, and it was it was cool and funny and everything. But and then the other problem, I guess, I guess it's really the only problem that I had is I really don't like the Loki Sylvie love story thing that they're telling. I'm like, you're the same. You're a variant of each other. Like you're you're in love with yourself like i and some people say what's wrong with that you should love yourself okay yes you it, it, should. Is, isn't that loki but not literally you know, like you know with him and mobius having their conversations mobius like you know he's so full of himself you just love talking about yourself yeah, and now he's falling like, in love with himself basically yeah, but i don't like some people say yeah it's, it's cool like actually no it's not it's stupid sorry like, I really have a big disconnect when it comes to that. I'm like, this... And so my wife is a huge Loki fan. And she hates that part of this show. Yeah? Yeah, that's what she said to me after the end of the episode. She was like, I can't stand when they do those parts. Like, it, it's, it's, it's stupid. Her words. Stupid. And I completely agree. I'm like, oh, Loki needs love. And isn't it great that he's falling in love with another version of himself? No. It's dumb. <laughs> like, uh, but but the really cool stuff was like you got a lieth, you know, the cloud like monster. So Elioth has ties, and I've told you about the ties that Ravana Renslayer has to Kang. Well, so does Elioth. And so him being in the episode is really cool. And then they got to get past him. And, oh, this was the... Uh, okay, no, there was one other thing that bothered me a lot. And the fact that she wanted to enchant Elioth. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, I think I could do it. I already knew that she was going to need Loki, Loki's help. She wasn't going to be able to do it by herself. I'm like, you, you know, yeah, you can enchant people. How are you going to enchant that thing? So I knew she was going to need Loki's help, which was fine. My problem was how when they were doing it. I guess if you haven't seen it, you'll be like, what are you even talking about? But so they're holding hands and she's doing it and he's just kind of standing there. And eventually you knew that he was going to be able to do it. Yeah. That's what happens. But he did. And then it's literally doing nothing. Like their hands are just glowing and Elioth is just coming at them and nothing at all is happening. And then suddenly there's one surge, boom, and then he's enchanted. And I'm like, wouldn't it have been better if you saw little flashes of green throughout him? Just little ones. Like, okay, 
it's doing something, but it's not doing enough. But no, it was like nothing, nothing, nothing. Got him. And I'm like, well, that was a bit stupid, in my opinion. <laughs> like, I, I guess, like, you know, I remembered um, when her and woman, her and herself, and her and Lucky, where, you know, when she was kind of talking about the whole mind control thing, you know, it's, you know, it was, you know, it's just, it's the mind. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you know, with weak minded people, you know, she takes control, she can enchant right away. And then, you know, stronger minded, it, it could take a little bit. No, exactly. But, but, and I guess they're like, not I'm, I'm just saying if anything worked. Yeah. That's what all. I, that's kind of why I'm like, if, you know, they were to say something, it's like, well, I mean, it's just inside the mind. So, I mean, technically, it's not supposed to be visible. Yeah, but you see visible. When, when she touches their heads. But then they glows. do that. So, that's, that's kind of like. That's why, like, there should have been at least little flashes or little, like, streaks or something. Because, you know, they have to grab. When she's doing that to people, she touches their head, right? Yeah. And so, on this, they're grabbing the pieces of Elias that come at them, right? And they're just grabbing it. So, wouldn't it make sense if there's like a little green streak that like is going up to its head and yeah. just nothing's happening because it's too hard and then it works? But no, there's nothing, nothing, nothing. And then the streaks just go and boom and it's done. And I was kind of like, well, that was a bit. As Elias eats a Loki variant, under, under dramatic. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I just thought that was kind of dumb. But then, you know, it opens up and then you you see, oh, whose place is that? Whose castle or house or whatever we want to say that is? And obviously, you know, I'm thinking, kang, 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 kang. But, you know, there was there was a lot, you know, Mobius still alive and his goodbye to Loki and he's going to burn oh, down the, the TVA and, you know, and Renslayer wants to find out who's behind it all. But she is trying to work with the Lokis because she, no matter what, she hates Sylvie. Yeah. Because she got away and escaped and all that and gave her all that trouble, but she clearly wants to find out who's behind it. And, or, and, or she's playing pretend really well that she doesn't know who's behind it. And so, I mean, it was a really good episode. It's just coming off of four. It felt a little down and it felt like they were trying to do fan service with all the Lokis, all the Lokis, and like all the teases. To, yeah. With like, just, you know, with Throg and, you know, yeah, all you the had Easter the, eggs. The Thanos copter. Exactly. All the little Easter eggs. That was, it was kind of trying to distract you from the fact that this episode was not as strong as episode four. And then it gives you that finish with Eliath, you know, being enchanted and then opening up. And then you're like, oh, they're about to find out who's behind it all. And then they cut it out. And so, yes, that makes you excited for the next episode, definitely. But yeah, little. I just not as good of an episode as I thought it was going to be mm -hmm. at the end when they show at the end of four with the cutscene when they showed uh, the Lokis. Yeah. So and then like Jalen said, there was no end credit scene on this episode, so that was a little bit disappointing. It was like, bruh. So yeah, that's the Loki talk. Now let's get to Black Widow. So we watched yeah. Black Widow last night. And I mean, I loved it. It was good. <laughs> there it was, was pretty. It was pretty crazy. There was a there lot was, of. There seemed to be a lot of action, right? There was a lot of action and a lot of stuff that could kind of, you know, I it, it did its job. It like it made me feel like uncomfortable with <laughs> certain things. I'm like, oh geez, like this is rough. Yeah, a lot of this stuff, like you know, when they. Uh, 
uh, he he gives them, you know, to the. Oh yeah, at the beginning. at the beginning, oh, man. to the people, and they take the girls, uh, her away. and the girls, to the one place, and like you know, they're showing like the intro credits and stuff, and it's just it's the basically whole yeah. compilation. Yeah, and it's ba- like oh it's man, showing basically you know child trafficking. Yeah, in the in the opening credit scenes, and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is so difficult, but you know, it's kind of it it's their story but it's also a story of the world right and yeah so it it hits so so hard and yeah like you said that that's just great stuff about the movie and then there was a lot i i had heard that there wasn't a ton of action but i felt like there was a really good amount of action and then i felt like when it got to the talking i didn't think it was too much or anything like that i loved red guardian i so there's there's things that i had heard about the movie that were going to cause problems that people weren't going to like. And one of them was people complaining about what they did to Red Guardian, but I didn't have a problem with that because this was older Red Guardian. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I, for me, I thought it was awesome. It was pretty funny. I liked him. But the Taskmaster stuff, I do understand. So if you haven't watched it and you don't want to know the controversy, then you definitely don't want to listen to the rest of this because I have to tell. I have he to has talk to dive about... into it. So, so if you don't want to hear that, just pause, skip ahead, do whatever. In the comics, Taskmaster was Tony Masters, and he was a former agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, you know, and he has their... I mean, that's just basically like his backstory. You know, he he can mimic people's fighting styles. He can basically mimic anything that he sees, but like, you know, like a photographic memory type thing. So he can take, he can watch anybody fight one time and then he can mimic their style. So it's really awesome. And Taskmaster does that in the movie. So like that aspect of it's great. And I know a lot of people don't like his suit or his look. I didn't really have that big of a problem. That was cool. I, I, I do like his comic book look better, but I also think that look is a little bit harder to make look awesome in real life. Like, like a lot of them. Like, in the yeah, comics. Exactly. So remember when we went to Comic Con, there was somebody dressed like Taskmaster and they're so yeah. awesome. But that's still Comic Con. Like if 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 I saw that person in that outfit in a movie trying to do something, I'd be like, nah, that doesn't work. It's a cool costume, you know, for a Comic Con and from a comic. But when you're really trying to adapt it to real life, it's a little bit harder. So I didn't have a big issue with his with his look. I mean, yeah, it probably could have been a little bit better, but how exactly? I don't know. I mean, I know, I know it. It looks enough like Taskmaster to me to where I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing to do with that. All this, all the scenes were awesome, the fighting scenes and everything. It's the reveal on who Taskmaster is. So they, you know, a lot of people don't like the gender bending that they've done. So in this, so they show what happens in Budapest with how Natasha and Clint are always talking about Budapest yep. in the other movies. So they, they, they basically say what happened. That was kind of how Natasha got out. Her and Clint were going to take out the guy who ran the Red Room, and I always already forgot his name. <laughs> and so, but they did that with Natasha getting, you know, in good graces with the guy's daughter. And then the daughter was supposed to go into this building and verify that he was in there and give Natasha a signal, and then she was going to tell Clint to blow the building. So that's what they did. So Natasha feels believed that she had ended the red room program because she killed the guy and she sacrificed the daughter because 
she had to to get rid of the Red Room program. So that was that guilt that she had been feeling. I mean, obviously on top of anybody else she killed, but she that was really the thing that was supposedly haunting her, mm -hmm. is what this movie's saying. So when we get to the end, she's got, uh, dang, I can't remember the guy's name. <laughs> she's, you know, talking to him and, you know, it's the end, she's there to kill him or whatever. And, you know, obviously it's not that easy. And Taskmaster's there and she's talking about, you know, uh, something about she killed his daughter and he's like, oh, is that what you've been holding on to all these years? And then it's revealed that Taskmaster is his daughter who when the explosion just like damaged her a lot and so, you know, messed up her face and stuff like that. And, and he basically reconstructed her and put a chip in her and she became Taskmaster. And I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I I like ta Taskmaster. I always have, but I I'm not like the I don't want to say I'm not the biggest fan because I, I I think that undersells that I do really enjoy Taskmaster. But it wasn't that I knew all his backstory and everything he ever did or anything like that. So it didn't infuriate me. But I was just like, what did they do this for? But I can totally see why that would just make so many people mad i can totally see that and it's understandable but i also kind of thought well if they don't have any plans for taskmaster in the mcu and this was basically it then it's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things like that's kind of what i was thinking about it like if taskmaster isn't gonna be like you know a huge character down the line and any other big projects then it's like well i mean what are you gonna do everybody was assuming thunderbolts when they knew he was coming in they were like oh he's gonna be a part of the thunderbolts and da, 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 da. now we should say she she's gonna be a big part of thunderbolts and all this and that but all, the other thing at the end of the movie is she was basically freed from the mind control yep and so now you don't really know is taskmaster gonna be good is taskmaster is, is, is taskmaster Taskmaster gonna be around yeah exactly like the girl could just decide she doesn't want to be taskmaster Remember, anymore she, she taskmaster could choose doesn't... you know her own decisions that was like one of the big lines exactly you know, make your own decisions now yep you're free so i mean personally i feel like it's better if we don't see taskmaster again because i just think it's going to be too controversial mm. so i I would have loved to see Taskmaster for a long, long time. Like I said, everybody was assuming when Taskmaster was announced for this movie that, oh, Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts are coming. Taskmaster is going to be in it. Da, da, da. Now, I'm not so sure about that. There was a lot of things people thought. People thought that there was going to be a chip, mind control chip in John Walker and in Yelena Belova. Nope. Not, not happening. So, you know definitely got a lot of things wrong because you're just trying to guess and you want to people want to be right and so they've yeah. got all these theories and and it's cool to listen to the theories and try to figure it out and and everything but we just gotta watch right but this when they do things like this you're like okay well they totally change not all okay gender swapping or bending or whatever you want to say isn't necessarily an issue like like i was saying to my wife when we were talking about it afterwards is why couldn't it be a female and it just been Tony masters. Tony could be a girl's. Name I was going to say like, you know, like and you talked about, you know, he, they, he was just an agent in the comics, whatever. Like you could just make the agent a girl. Exactly. Like, why couldn't we just do that? Why did it have to be this guy's daughter? And you, 
you didn't have to make this, you know, she was carrying this weight from that. She could have literally just been carrying the weight from the people that she had to kill when she was a part of the Red Room. Like, we didn't need another little attachment thing like that. I, mm-hmm. I didn't. And it didn't mean anything. Like, when she was trying to save her later because she realized it was her and so she freed her from the uh, cell. Can, yeah. And then she's still trying to kill her. She's like, I'm not going to fight you because I'm so sorry. I'm like, okay, this I don't really like, you know? Yeah. We, but it didn't ruin the movie for me. I still totally enjoyed the movie. I'm totally fine with it. I, I, like I said, I, I loved it. Like <laughs> I'm going to watch it. Yel- Yelena times. is dope. Yeah. Yelena was great. Awesome. And like I said, I liked Red Guardian a lot. And, I, I thought Red Guardian would be my favorite, but I think Yelena was my favorite, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, easily. I don't think there's any just... I was like, man, Red I, Guardian's going to be great, and, you know, I'm probably going to have a ton of laughs with him, but I was, you know, and I knew Yelena would be good and everything, but I'm like, oh, wow, like, Yelena is... That's how I felt. Great. You no, know, the other way, I thought Yelena was going to be the best, and but she was, like... And I, I was confident I like Red Guardian, but I just knew I was like, you know, she's gonna kill it as Yelena, and it's gonna be awesome, and you know, and she was. Yeah. But I enjoyed Red Guardian a lot, and then the end credit scene was awesome. So yeah. Again, like I just can't say spoilers enough. So end credit scene, actual end credit so, scene. That's why they didn't do it for Loki because they were putting out Black Widow <laughs> right. with an end credit scene. So if you didn't know, which I don't know how you couldn't know, if you follow the MCU, then you know Black Widow is set. Before, yeah, before Infinity War, after Civil War. So obviously, you know, I mean, Natasha's in it, right? So she's still alive. But then she dies at the end, or in the endgame, right? So the cutscene is Yelena going to her grave and crying over her sister, you know, dying. Yep. And then when she stands up, oh, who's there? Valentina! <laughs> <laughs> and now this was supposed to be her actually intro. You weren't supposed to see her. That was the whole reason Falcon Winter Soldier was supposed to come out after. Yeah, that was the whole thing. It was like the mainly the end credit scene. Yep, but they needed before Falcon and Winter Soldier. They decided that you know what, it's not that big of a deal. She can appear in this first, and then she can appear in that. And so she basically tells Yelena that you know she's got her next assignment. So you're like, oh, so Yelena's already been working for Valentina. And then she was like, here's your next target. He's the one responsible for your sister's death. And you look on the little pad, and it's Clint Barton. I'm like, oh, she's sending her after Hawkeye? Like, is this what the Hawkeye series is going to be That's immediately what I thought. I'm like, she's going to be in the Hawkeye series, isn't she? Or is this just something that's going to take place, you know, in the movies? Because I just read something that Hawkeye might not come out until fall of next year. I was like, really? Oh. Like, I thought it would be out soon because they got... Loki out now. Granted, so I see a lot of things that pop up on my phone, and I don't always. What's because what's after Loki? Like, I mean, is there a series after Loki? Like, plan? Uh, I think it's What If. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. And then you got Shang Chi, and so here, let me see. Does this show? I'm looking on the Hawkeye news real quick. Hawkeye news. But yeah, I mean, it was really. Just an awesome, you're like, oh, okay, she's going after. So yeah, this says late 2021, but I 
but that's what I've always seen. And then I saw a thing the other day, just really quickly, and I didn't click on it that said, uh, maybe, you know, after, oh no, okay, wait, here we go. Here's another thing. Fall 2021 premiere date. So, no, I mean, that would be really awesome. I hope we're, so. We're talking about, you know, like an October or November release, especially with, because, so, Black Widow just came out. It's going to stream, it's going to be free to stream on Disney Plus starting October 6th. So if Hawkeye comes out right after that, That'd be and perfect. then the people who hadn't decided they wanted to wait, they see it, they see that end credit scene, which most people by then I think would have already seen the end credit scene and they're going to know like, and, and that is what happens in the Hawkeye series. Like, Oh, that'd be awesome. That's going to be I want to cool. see her in there and I want to see John Walker going after Hawkeye because of their, their history. Like I yeah. would love that. Like, yeah. So I love Black Widow, but you know, I, yeah. you do have to be warned and you, and if you are a big fan of Taskmaster and especially if you're a big fan of his backstory and all of that stuff, then you will be disappointed in that. But before you knew that, I guess, again, I got to say she, she was awesome. And then that just, for me, like, if you don't know the comics then you don't care, like you don't care that much about no. it. And my wife, she was just like, eh, doesn't mean anything to me. Exactly. So there's all those people who it doesn't matter to. But all the ones that do, the ones that really feel so personal about it, like, I put all these years into Marvel and you better do right by my character. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, I do feel your pain. I do. Like, I, I was just happy to get John Walker in the MCU. And the fact that they even did what they did, like, I'm like, I feel like, grateful i'm like and oh like gosh like now it's like you know you're getting u.s agent yeah like, and you know he's gonna you know he's still alive he made it through the series right exactly so he's gonna be around for long and then probably but then i also know how like they screwed up the mandarin in iron man 3 or so i i do get why people care that much like i feel like in the comics they screwed john walker like he should have been way better they they made him a certain way and then they just kind of because a lot of people didn't like him or whatever the reason they just started making him weaker for some reason. And, and then he would do something really cool and then he'd be back to doing nothing. And then it was like, you know, so the MCU isn't the only ones that do that. The comics do too. It's just that we always forget that even yeah. Captain America had bad lulls where his comics weren't any good and everything was lame, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, and he had awful villains and all these things like it happens, but, I do totally understand because, you know, you've been following those comics and those characters and they get in here. You're going to see them on the big screen. This is going to be so awesome. What else is going to happen? Like I said, you're thinking Thunderbolts. You're thinking all these things they could do with Taskmaster. And then they do this and you're just like, like I said, like for me personally, and I'm not, and I mean, I guess I'd be fine with it because I'm not as attached. I just understand how these fans would feel. I kind of don't want to see them again or her again because i know it's going to cause a lot of controversy it's almost like the sharon carter thing like i do not like that they made her the power broker at all yeah and i kind of don't care to see her anymore because they did that you know she shouldn't be the power broker you need to you need to get out of that you need to find a way to be like well no she never said she was the power broker um 
but um, uh, Carly, Carly, and uh, Batrock did, but she never said it. So maybe you can do that. Like to me, like that's the only way you save that. You have to say, well, no, I don't. I'm not the power broker, but I did work for him. And then she sees the error of her ways, and then she, you know, goes away from that, and and then you see who the real power broker is. Like to because she, I just thought that was awful. But how do you get out of this? You can't get out yeah. of this taskmaster situation. It's always going to be a controversy. And so when it's that bad of a thing, which I do think it is, I I really do think people are going to be so pissed at this that you just can't use taskmaster anymore. But yeah. they might not have been planning on it. So as long as they don't, then I can be fine. with. Like I can watch Iron Man 3 and I don't get mad about the Mandarin situation because... We hadn't seen him again. And I know now technically he's coming back, but they're not calling him the Mandarin, but that's who he is. I yeah. mean, maybe they are in the movie like we talked about before, but but it's been enough time, I guess, where it's fine. And it's unfortunate that they chose to do this with Taskmaster, but yeah, I mean, they either got to wait a long time and try again or just don't do it or just abandon it you know and i've told you like my thing with villains like i want villains to be villains and i know taskmaster in the comics people say well taskmaster is the anti-hero type and all that but even then i don't i didn't like it's kind of like venom i don't like that they turn venom into an anti-hero i'm like no just let's can we leave villains villains please we haven't there's enough heroes yeah there's not enough great villains so we need to leave them villains like loki in even in you know this in the series it's like they're making them so I don't want to say likable because it can be likable and still be a villain. That's why we loved Loki to begin with, right? That's why we like we love Zemo, right? Yeah. But are they gonna do with Zemo the same thing they do with Loki, where he's basically just an anti-hero? And that's what they're doing. Like, no, can we just leave him villains, please? Yeah. That's why we liked him to begin with. Like now you're turning him in and I'm like, okay, well, I know I'm supposed to like him. People will say the same thing to John Walker. They'll say, well, he was a villain, but he he wasn't in the show. Like you were looking at him as the bad guy. But when you really, if you step back and objectively look at it, he wasn't a villain. He was just a misguided person. That's not a villain. Yeah. Always. Then he kind of slowly figures it out. But he totally hasn't figured it out, right? Because if... Valentina sending um, Yelena after Clint. Then what? She, what kind of things is she sending Walker? Right. So he's not. Yep. Yeah, it's like they talked that this phase is going to be a lot more gray area type heroes. Yeah. And villain. That's kind of you know we like those things, but certain people just should be villains. Like I said, you can you can make the argument that Walker isn't. You can make the argument that Yelena isn't. But like Loki was a villain. He's a villain. Yeah, exactly. So keep him a villain. Zemo's a villain. Now, I know people will say, well, in some comics he wasn't. Look, he's been mainly a villain. I just, we need great villains. Let's leave the damn villains alone. Yes. Let them be villains. <laughs> you know, And we will still enjoy them. And that is all the time we have. <laughs> Black Widow was really good. Loki episode five was, was, it was good still too. Good. It was still good. Can't wait for the next one. That's the latest in Marvel. That's the latest in everything we discussed today. So thank you for tuning into our multiverse once again. Kobe isn't top five. <laughs> Dang. And we'll see you next week. People aren't going to like that. I don't care. Peace out. <laughs>